Twenty three dollars. Oh, yeah, for some deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. Fuck this some right guard. I don't know. It ain't gonna work. I know she's not. Gonna be a drip. I would be sweating, bro. Like it's crazy. Hey, I wow. use that fucking Gillette uh, clinical shit. That shit work, bro. Wow. They don't be leaving stains. None of that. I shit. can't use none gel. Uh, it's too strong for me. I break out. So it gotta yeah. be powder and it gotta be strong. That shit crazy. Man. I gotta use gel, or if it's a solid, it has to be that anti uh, perspirant. Yeah, I just get the regular right guard. Motherfucker be itching. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Old Spice, bro. Old Spice? That shit smell good. It don't last long, though. Uh, I guess, I, I don't know. That shit wear off if, yeah, yeah. after a while. I guess. Nah, well, the spray does. Not the deodorant. Oh, I don't shit. fuck with no I need the powder spray. one. I don't like the gel shits. The gel shits. I don't fuck with nobody's spray. Oh, I can get a devil pack for 30 highs. I can take that one. Yeah, my man really got an order from Amazon. Really, bro, because they don't sell this shit in no stores. Damn. Oh, what you playing? I'm recording. Oh, my fault. I thought I could press the other No, I'm recording right now. <laughs> nah, man, we solid. All right, fuck it. My fault. Episode one, you're here with Raymond Carter, Cameron Collins, Daniel Prothor, and Raymond Eli. What up? What up? What's up with everybody? What it do, man? What, what up? Shit, nothing much, Drink, man. Another day. Jack. Man, drinking on that Jack, man. I'm tired of Jack. Lynch. I'm jacked out. <laughs> Lynchburg. Man, man. Lynchburg, <laughs> Tennessee. It's telling us right there. Man, Old Town Road. Old Town Road. <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't know how y'all feel about that song. I hate it. I hate it. However, when that motherfucker hey, turned on, catchy. you can't lie, you like him. Okay. <laughs> I got the horses in the bank. But this is disgrace. Yeah. We should not do that together. Man. I, I get where I mean, going. but he created his own lane, so he salute did. him. Do man. what you do, brother. You making money. Make your money, bro. Man. I ain't complaining. How much is he making? Because the country music awards, like, we not own that shit. making oh, a lot. He got the number one song. Bro, the, the remix with Billy Ray they Cyrus, that yeah. Shit off. Nah, but the one when Billy Ray Cyrus jumped on it, it skyrocketed it back up. Did it? I'm about to yeah. say it's country music. Because now they're considering it country because of country yeah. superstars on there. That shit hard, though, but I won't say, I won't say that in public. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said, this is episode one, and how you guys feeling about this? I'm sorry, man. man. Yeah, this man. my brain, bro. I'm ready to get it out. Man, so many ideas and thoughts as far as topics, but that's one, one podcast at a time. I'm surprised we're doing this shit. You surprised. Man. 
Now, I'm surprised. Man. I give it a month. Nah, I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I see how y'all feel next month. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm excited to do this podcast with you guys. Like I said, it started from a small idea. Then we put our heads together to make this work. And like I said, we put ourselves in situations to where it kind of gave us momentum to get to this point. And I'm happy to go through this journey with my friends, you know, my brothers that are called day ones, you know, like I said, I've known these guys for a lot of years. Man, and too many sometimes. I be tired of seeing too many, y'all. Too many. <laughs> Don't even talk about that conversation. Why are we, bro, I be tired of, especially this. <laughs> now, think about it. But, 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 you gotta, but, think, but, I mean, I don't know if y'all know, but there's not too many people that, that are still together since like, we knew each other. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, like, Honestly, all the groups I look at from like early on, probably I would say as early as middle school up until now, mm. none of them are the same. Yeah. Even if they got some of the some people are still friends, they split off. It's yeah. like twos here, threes yeah. there, fours yeah. here. But far as whole groups, nah. It's crazy how everything came full circle. Uh, because I've been knowing Cam since like seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then y'all all met in middle school. Yep. But Paul Revere, Paul Revere, yeah. You know yep. We grade. all met ninth grade Palisades, and then so you know we've been good since. Man, that's that's almost that's almost twenty years in the game, right it's there. Twenty years, quick. I haven't seen. I mean, there probably are friendships out there that lasted that long, but you know, it's 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 always good to say, you know, I've I'm still good with the people that I grew up with, that, yeah. I've, that I've grown with, and to be, to be able to develop a friendship to where I can trust these guys and I can call these guys brothers outside of my family. Yeah. So, yeah, Man. bro. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but yeah, definitely being where we're from, man, that's, that's a blessing within itself because even if you got friends – Sometimes it don't even take you to fall out to not be to be a friend with someone you grew up with. It can be just the streets. It can be anything. It can be just life in general within itself that, you know, most of your friends that you have today ain't here tomorrow. So, man, that's wild. Yeah. That part. How y'all feeling now that it's been, what, how many months? Two months? It's been a month. How about a month? Since bro been gone. Man, I just realized that the other day. It hit me. I did. It'd be at the weirdest moments. Like, I just reflect on it and be like, hey, bro, Nip ain't here. He really gone. And it still catches me off guard as if I'm finding out the news for the first time. Yeah. Probably not as hard as emotionally, but definitely still catch me off guard. Yeah, this, um, I was at the Long Beach Convention Center when I first heard about it. And I saw it on Twitter. And at first, I didn't want to believe it. You know, uh, but I kept seeing more tweets about it. Then I seen the video, and it kind of like knocked me off guard. Um, but when I seen the video, you know, I immediately just started praying. You know, hoping, you know, just you know, spreading that positive energy, so everything was gonna be okay. But unfortunately, you know, he passed away. Um, so for those that don't know, I'm sure everybody do know the. We're talking about the passing of Nissy Hustle. He got gunned down in front of his business, the Marathon Store. Um, so our experiences, you know, our feelings with that, you know, kind of hit us deep. Yeah, man, definitely hit his, it hits home because you, you, you never think it'd be one of your own until it actually happened. And even when it happened, it's still like, hey, how could it happen to one of our own? It's like the city of LA, 
It's yeah, like Stanley's I don't want to, man. I don't want to say we took them for granted, but it was like we didn't even have a thought in our mind that this would ever in a million years happen to Nip the way it did. We thought he was just gonna age out, be one of the OGs, you know, till we get older. That's hey, man, kind of like a Snoop Dogg, how he's still prominent, so many years in the game, still giving back to the community, still putting LA and Cali on the map. We thought the same thing for Nip, just in a different light in his own lane, and it's just crazy, like you know. Like we just said, reflecting every day, you hear a Nip song, you see a Nip post, and it take you through that whole trip all over again. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy how like so many people can have the same emotion. That's how you know we all link. So I just think it hits home. It'll it for it'll forever change the city of, of LA um, in more ways than one. Not just music, but just community wise and just person to person interaction. When you think about Crenshaw and Slauson as a whole. But to piggyback off that, like you just said, we all connected. Very, very true. We all have the same. We all have the the same feeling towards all that. I think we got comfortable as well as a city. We forgot that it is Los Angeles, California, aka Los Angeles, California. With that being said, we also know that, especially niggas that grew up in the '60s or anything that know somebody from the '60s, shit be popping. And I think we got a little bit too comfortable, and instead of watching our back, we more so expecting niggas to change off back. Mm. And that ain't gonna happen, even after he passes, being like four niggas being gone. Yeah, you true. Me? So as as much as he he changed us or gave us an inside per perspective on what we need to do to take that next step, we still got this mindset to where we don't know how to escape. And I think him not being here is gonna make it a little harder. And dude's gonna wild out a little bit until somebody step up and like, hey, look. <clears throat> We got to keep this going no matter what. We really got to put our foot down and actually make this happen for him, whatever it may be. I think that's going to be a hard accomplishment just because at the end of the day, it is L.A. Yeah, everybody agrees different. Um, with us going in South Central and in that district period, um, this ain't the first time we've seen this. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, And this happens all the time. So like we talked about before, this becomes the norm. But True. it so happened to be, you know, one of the legend, legends of our neighborhood, yep. um, which was which makes it worse. And like I said, that you develop trauma during that time, you know, because I this is me. This is how I feel. I feel like when we see things like that, we numb to it, like because yep. we see it all the time. But however, <clears throat> it kind of affects us in a way because. A lot of us don't have an outlet to like to speak about our pain, to, to let people know what's going on. So we hold it in and, and now that creates something within us to where, you know, we can kind of spiral out of control. That's that's also another big issue that that we have, especially in a city. Oh, man, everybody got to be tough. You got to be this. You got to be that, which I understand just walking down the street. You got the wrong color on who knows going to pop off. I can respect that 110 percent. However, having the mindset that we don't have an outlet and that we don't have nowhere to grieve. At the end of it all, we do. There's 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 outlets everywhere. And just just how you said, especially as as men growing up in South Central, we're taught to be tough. We're taught to not let shit affect us. And the yeah. problem is we don't realize our greatest weakness is our greatest strength. You feel me? Like going going through trauma and going going through whatever it is that we go through, that actually helps you become stronger. True. So as as much as we may we may not like it because it's a negative outcome at the end of it it should make us better it should make us stronger because it, death, death is a part of life we gonna face that whether we want it or not <clears throat> so 
the moment we we understand this part of life and we understand that there are outlets and you don't have to as a man at least you don't have to hide that feeling you, you can't cry you can't be emotional whatever it may be man the things that'll come from that but i think we got to do that as a whole yeah it's just i think we got that it goes back to that that cycle just starting off when most of us are little don't cry toughen up suck it up mm-hmm. and then we carry that through life to where something tragic like this happens it's like displaced emotions. It's like some of us don't know how to feel. Exactly. We don't know which way to go from this. It's like, okay, how do I channel my emotions into either an action to prevent this from happening to somebody else, or how do I channel my emotions to speak up or speak out against stuff like this from happening again? Yep. Just depends, because everybody's not going to go about handling it the same way or seeking the results in the same manner. Yep. But at the same time, again, it goes back to what we said earlier. Everybody's connected through the same type of emotions and i think if we just do our part as a people to uplift our community and make it a somewhat of a safe haven then i think you'll still you'll be able at that time to have people be able to deal with their emotions and be free with their yeah and, and be able to speak and cry if they need to and things like that but it's just those those ignorant concepts that we ingrain in ourselves over time, oh, toughen up, you don't need to cry, stop crying, even for something as simple as a kid falling, hey, suck it up, stop crying, and tell them, send them on a way, and not even allow them to process that emotion, mm-hmm. that kid going through all type of internal pain, so when yeah. you equate that to something as something that's tragic as Nick, losing his life, being slain, you got thousands upon thousands of people who don't even know how to deal with minor trauma to where you have major trauma, it's like, oh, it throws everybody off their center of gravity. Yeah. Um, so I think if we just opened up and allowed people to be themselves, their true self, express themselves, let people scream, let people shout and things like that, I think then we can start checking our emotions and be like, you know what, I got to appropriate it this way for that, this way for that, and so on and so on. Yeah. Um, before we dive deep into this, um, let's speak about our own experience growing up in that community as individuals, you know, growing up from when we were young until now. Well, yeah, I mean, for me personally, growing up in the Crenshaw community ever since a kid, since I was born, I mean, I've always stayed in the Crenshaw area, Um, even from early age playing football at Crenshaw High, um, just, it's just something you adopt. It's like, you have no choice. If you're from that area, it it pretty much becomes of you, if that makes sense. Like, you, you have no choice. You don't know anything else other than Crenshaw, the Crenshaw district. So even starting off, like I said, as early as playing Pop Warner, then all the way coming full circle and ending up playing football at Crenshaw High, you take that on as like a badge of honor. You see stuff you're not supposed to see at certain ages. You hear about stuff at certain ages that you don't think you'll ever hear hear about. You think it's only on TV till like you come of age and you're like, nah, this is going on in my backyard. So you become numb to it. You become numb to losing people to gun violence. You become numb to some of your homies falling off and joining gangs. You become numb to people trying certain things at certain ages, whether that ranges from drugs, alcohol, stuff like that, where some of those people fell off. And then as you grow beyond that, that mind state of, oh, this is all I know. If you're fortunate enough to like go off to school or, or go off and chase your dreams or whatnot, you got a lot of people that get left behind. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to see because even with this whole nip thing, it's brought a lot of people 
that you haven't seen in years back together to some degree. It did. It brought them all back to the community. It had everybody's attention and focus back on the community. Like, okay, it's still, you know, relatively new. It's still a little over a month from happening. But it's like, okay, people are, like, thinking, okay, like, what's next? Who do we look to next? And it shouldn't be necessarily who do we look to next. It should be like, what can we do next? Yeah. As far as the next steps of preventing this from happening again and taking what he did and, you know, just going on with it. So I think just being ingrained in Crenshaw for me, that's something, again, like you just take pride in, you take ownership of to some degree. Now it's about just carrying out the actions and showing, you know what, this is my my community, let me do something for my community, however you may choose to do it. Yeah. So for me, so I was raised to, from time from zero to about 13, I was, I was raised on Manchester and Dinker, so. I was in the opposite. I was in enemyhood of where Nipsey was at. So, <laughs> so I grew up in the A-Trays. Uh, my, my dad was raised on 68th and Normandy, so he was raised in A-Trays. Um, for myself, anything that had to have to do with what you see on uh, any kind of documentary, anything like that, uh, that's what I was raised around. So when I went to sleep, it was gunshots. I thought it was just something just crashing on the ground. That was just norm for me. I moved to the Crenshaw District, uh, it was a little different, you know. It 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 was uh, like like Cam said, it was more of a you took on that 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 personality. You took you took everything on as far as just what the Crenshaw district gave to you. So when Nip Nip dying, uh, it really it really impact our community just as the Crenshaw community because he left a blueprint, and not even just the blueprint. He did the things that rappers and athletes said that oh yeah we're gonna do we're gonna get back to the community. We're going to put this in there, but they he never gave back. It. He actually did it. He yeah. actually put, it, put his mouth where his money was at. So, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a big blow to the community as well as L.A., but just the, the Crenshaw area in general, uh, who else is going to pick up that, that baton and, and run with what he called a marathon is that at the end of the day? Um, it really opened the eyes for me as far as, like, my plans and what I want to do. So I've been kind of stagnant on my plans, but his death really opened up my eyes and like, hey, you don't really got time to be like playing around or if you're going to do something, just do it. That's you know right. what I mean? If you fail at it, hey, you're going to fail at it, but hey, whatever. That's why they got different stuff. You open up a business and fail, <coughs> hey, just file bankruptcy. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. But you know what I'm saying? They got different things in, in plan for you. If you fail, there's always a backup plan. Look at Donald Trump. True. <laughs> Yeah, man, risky investments, all that, and still Sorry. afloat. Yeah, oh, man. Sorry, something. Well, me personally, I'm an East Side baby, so <laughs> I just struggle with that. However, growing up playing ball was always on the West Side, so I mean, shit. For instance, all three of y'all, plus many more, I've known since what sixth grade, if not younger. So even though. I, my everyday life wasn't walking, walking on the East. I mean, walking on the West. My life was the West, so my connection to the West was, was just as strong, if not stronger, just because I had to go home to the East. And as everybody knows, the East is a little more grimy than the West, or so they say. So when I I was blessed to be able to go across the tracks, I got a lot of homies who don't come across the tracks. They first time coming across was when Nip passed away. So for me, that whole day was like, damn. They got the homies from the East coming to the West. Man. Wait a minute. Like, we don't, oh, we don't stand on no quarters. But it was it was the best feeling ever. Me, me growing up, I, man, 
I was a knucklehead, man. I just done it all, <laughs> done it all, seen it all, and I'm not, I'm not saying that to be proud. However, go ahead, pour that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but the things that I've seen, even though I'm not proud of them, I'm proud of it because it made me the man that I am today. So I can go from my uncle being killed by his own homeboys right around the corner from me. I can go to been in a house where niggas are having to shoot out with the police. I can go to being shot at myself to shooting at somebody, whatever it may have been. Not proud of it, but however, to get to this stage that I'm at, to be able to influence the, the younger kids in the community and to be able to go outside of the community and still be able to influence those kids, even, even on a broader perspective, everything I've been through, I appreciate it. Because without that, I wouldn't know what next step to take. The reason why... I connect with Nip so much is because a lot of people don't know just for the most part I come off quiet sometimes but I got a smart ass mouth when you do talk to me Nip talk and think the exact same way that I do most of the stuff that he's rapping about been through I've seen it firsthand everything that he want, wanted to accomplish I wanted to accomplish and the reason being is because of just, just like y'all we all got homies who, who didn't make it that we all know should have been there. We all got, got well, it's an enemy that didn't make it. And we all know, like, damn, bro, you have some potential for whatever, whatever it may have been. So Nip and everything that, that he did accomplish and was going to accomplish, it kind of hit me hit me in a soft spot and made me just take a step back, look at myself, reevaluate what I wanted to do. Even though it was along the same lines, now it's time to perfect the shit and really make it happen. So... Most Had definitely. off the neighborhood nip, man. Most definitely. Me, I probably consider myself like a real Crenshaw baby. Because, you know, all my family grew up in that area. Uh, they all went to Crenshaw High School. And I've been around that community since I was probably like six years old growing up, um, playing Pot Warner football at the high school and just doing everything in that community living by the Slauson Swap Meet on 58th and Dinker, then moving to 4th Ave and 48th Street, to living on 64th and Madden. Um, pretty much all in the Crenshaw community. So that kind of, that's kind of like home for me. You know, everywhere I went, you know, even when I was in college, you know, at Colorado State, you know, I always say, oh, I'm from Crenshaw. I never spoke on just being just an LA guy. You know, you kind of hold some sense of pride coming up in that area because it was fortunate enough to have a solid group of uh, older guys that to bring us up as young men, to give us game, to lead us in the right direction to where, you know, we can have some sense of integrity growing up in, in that area. And that's one thing that Nip did for that Crenshaw community. He gave that community a sense of integrity. You know, everybody knew about Crenshaw, but nobody really knew about Crenshaw, if that makes sense. That part. And Nip put it on a different level to where it was worldwide and now the community has some sense of integrity to hold up because of what he was bringing out to the world. And the community, they lived up to it. You know, because, not because, you know, Nip was putting it out there, just because it's their community and they believed in their community and the actions that was taking place with Nip and his, and his guys, they took it to another level. So Crenshaw will always be home for me. You know, that whole area, um, just driving in that area when he passed on Slauson and Crenshaw, um, you can feel the pain in that area. Like, it was overwhelming. 
you know, uh, there's a saying saying energy is contagious. So driving in that area, I felt every single person pain going through there. But yeah, Kershaw was always home, you know, just growing up in that community, playing Pop Warner football and meeting, you know, the guys that I'm still friends with today in that area, in that community. You know, that's that means everything to me. You know, we've seen it all, you know, like Eli said, we didn't see the shootings, we didn't lost friends. However, still, you know, that integrity of that community still held strong. So so oh, it's crazy though, man. It's just like we at a point right now where everybody here has their own individual marathon that they're running, and you just gotta stay true to that. And that's one thing Nip always preached. And it's a it's tons of videos that I had seen and I had heard um, when Nip was speaking. But there's seems like it's hundreds of other videos I didn't see until his passing, yeah, yeah. where he was so educated and wise beyond his years. It's like man, this dude was like walking knowledge, and I think any of us that either one knew of him on a deep level, followed his music, or even had a personal interaction with him, it's like we really, we knew what we had, but we really didn't know what yeah. we had until he passed because it was like, dude, this man had all this knowledge. And then to hear about all the things he had lined up that was on his way or what he was thinking about doing, it's just crazy that one man was taking on all that. But it goes to show you that one man can do a lot, can make a lot of change at the same time. Because not only was he building up his com community, he was investing in his community, he was buying up the community to then not have black people or other brown-skinned people such as himself displaced out of the community, given all the changes that are being made around L.A. And yeah. I think now that he passed, and he passed in the fashion that he did at his place of business, I think that's going to now forever, going forward, be like a mecca. A mecca here on the West Coast. They have them on the East Coast with Big and all those uh, legends that have passed out of the East Coast. But now we have one that was homegrown, wasn't transferred here from no other city, but it's homegrown, did it in the community. And now the Marathon Store is going to forever be a mecca of just positivity, given the circumstances of Nipsey losing his life at that very place in which he poured his heart, soul, time, effort, and energy and money into so, well, Cud helped me just because of the simple fact, as intellectual as he was, as educated as he was, and I mean education without school, as Mark Twain always said, never let school and stop your education is one of my favorite quotes. Um, the way he went about it, he didn't change who he was, he didn't forget who he was, he didn't forget where he came from, he was neighborhood crib no matter where the fuck he went, and at the end of the day, damn what you look like, you're going to respect what's in my head, and one thing that he did that on a daily basis, I walk around with pride about it. I'm tatted up. I got tats on my face, but shit, my entire body's covered in. Sometimes I get looks, especially because I'm just a dark-skinned, angry-looking dude. My tattoos are showing. I'm, I'm getting looks, and I'm automatically being judged. But in my head, for me, it's more so. I take it as a compliment, just because if you if you look at me, you get intimidated. That means I'm doing something right. Cool. Stay your ass back. Then the moment I talk, now I really got your mind fucked up because you saw me. You expected some negative over my mouth, and now you're looking at me like, okay. I can't just plan for a fool. So if there's one thing Nip did for not only me, but I think with just the community of South Central LA, he gave dudes an understanding that you don't got to change who you are to get to where you want to get. Mm -hmm. You can get to where you want to get by being a crip. You can get there by being a blood. You can be in there by, by being an essay, whatever it may be. 
But at the end of the day, the words that come out of your mouth, what a man says is what's going to matter. What a man does is what's going to matter. So I applaud him for that. And then secondly, I mean, one of his famous quotes, not quotes, one of his lyrics, double up, never let a hard time humble, humble us. I mean, shit. He telling us right then and there, if you really think about it, you want to go a little deeper, bro. The nigga just shot me. I'm gone. Now what y'all going to do? It's going to be a hard time. You're yep. going to be humble. You're going to get on your motherfucking horse and grind. You're going to do what y'all got to do. So yep. if if people out there are not listening to the lyrics and y'all just like a fan of Nip because everybody else is a fan because there's a lot of clout going on nowadays, take a moment and actually listen to what he's saying because at the end of it all, he knew how he was going to go out. We knew how he was going to go out, whether we like the scenario or not. But he also telling us, like, look, life is fucking hard. It ain't going to always go your way. But at the end of it all, what do you want? How you going to go get it? Yeah. He set us up. He gave us what we needed. Now it's up to us to go and grind and do it. So, yeah, man, bro, bro knew what he was doing. And he never changed himself to go and do it. It's a lot of us that get lost in that hype. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot yeah. of us. We, we try and walk around and talk a certain way. Fuck all that. We are the trendsetters. Of, we are the trendsetters of today. And one of the things that kind of bothered me with this passing why did it take his death for people to realize his worth? Exactly. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it takes that, though. Take a negative. Hey, yeah. you never get a rainbow without a fucking storm first. Yeah. Sometimes it takes that. Yeah, because... Yeah. But for me, at least, you know, music speaks everything. Yeah. And, you know, with his music, it, it kind of gave us a blueprint. Mm-hmm. You know, it gave he gave us a realistic way to grind based off where we came from. But... Like you said, Eli, you know, it's a lot of cloud chasers out there. You know, yeah, they like Nip, but then again, do you really know what Nip was doing? Yeah. And yeah, he passed away, but is that the reason why you feel the way you feel now? Or did you feel that way when he was still here? Exactly. So um, that's what kind of bothered me as well, because just, just looking out, especially through social media, you know, everybody feel the way about Nip, which it's okay, but... I just know the impact his music had on me, you know, it kind of hits me different yeah. and it kind of questions me with other people like, bro, like, like, is your, is your feelings real or are you just, just feeling away because of that's how everybody else is feeling, yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So like yeah. Nip, man, so the last time I saw Nip, actually I was going to my uncle's funeral actually and I, I stopped at, uh, at Shell on Crenshaw and Slauson. It's early as hell in the morning. I'm like, all right, who's who's Mercedes is parked up? Who's just parked up on shell? <laughs> yeah, who, who's just parked up in here? So I walk in, pay or whatever. I, I get to the glass and see this tall ass dude just getting his shit. We turn around, I'm like, oh shit, this nigga Nip. He he made contact. He's like, oh what's up, OG? I'm like, oh shit, what's good, Nip? I'm like, like he's like, you good? That's this kind of person he is. I mean, Nip. I mean, he. He knows the people in his neighborhood. Like, I've had interaction with him before. He's like, oh, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm like, all right, keep, stay up. Like, but that was my last interaction with him. But people don't understand, though. So if you listen to this podcast, Nip was the kind of person, we saw Nip on a daily basis or whatever it was, a weekly basis, yeah. month, monthly basis. Like, yeah, you're going to see visible. Nipsey Hustle. From you just didn't fly by the hood at, nah. n- at, at night and then... You know, creep through by day. No, nah, he was ingrained he was in the hood. Front, front line. line. He, was, he was there. So, I mean, yeah, he changed his ways. I mean, he had to progress, right? Any Anybody, get some money, you're going to progress. I mean, yeah. that's just what it is. But but he came back, and he, and he made his face. He was known. He made his face known that, no, nah, I'm still here. 
and he still checked up on his people. Like, and it wasn't the kind of dude. If he saw you, he's gonna speak. You know, we yeah, know, switch up. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh, I have money. I'm gonna speak. Like, I'm gonna speak to you first. Fuck yeah, if that. you made eye contact with him, far as what everything I've seen people share, far as what I've seen, and I've only had maybe all but one, maybe two interactions, not even on a personal. It was just like I was in the store one time, getting a t-shirt. He walked in there. Oh, what's up? It's Nip. Caught me off guard. Then another time, I'm at the Beverly Center, which I feel like I see everybody named Mama at, and he was <laughs> he was just walking through, just on some some chill shopping shit. I was like, oh, what's up, Nip? He was like, what's up, man? He, I was like, hey, I love the music. And that was right after Mailbox Money, I believe, a couple years back. And well, ever People since, don't know about all of that. And, uh-huh. and ever since then, I was just like, man, those few interactions I've personally had with Nip, it's times that I've seen other celebrities on a higher degree or a lesser degree don't speak at all. Right. So for Nip to be so personable, that's why I think even that adds on to the level of sadness, confusion, yeah. anger, and you know, the wide range, of, wide range of emotions that everyone have right now. And then even another thing, just even now listening to his music, it's like, it's funny how you can always look back at a person's work or their words and realize, dang, did they know it was coming but just didn't know when? Because I catch myself listening to a lot of Nip music it's like he knew he was gonna go out some kind of way. Yeah. He just didn't know when. See now that 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 goes to the mindset of L.A. Like when you bang in L.A., whether you bang or not in L.A., if you born and raised in L.A., everybody knows if you bang in L.A., it's two ways you going out. It's death yeah. or prison. There's no other yeah. route. Yeah. If you make it out, you are blessed to make it out. Most dudes that really, really, mm-hmm. truly make it out, they don't come back. Don't come back. Now, that's a negative and a positive, but that's a whole different conversation. Because if you made it out, come back and help the next nigga out. However, Nip knew what it was. Yeah. He a 6-0 crib. And everybody in this room know, if there's any hood that kill each other, it's yeah. them. As bad as that may sound, we may not like, we may not agree with it, but that's the reality of the city. Yeah. Now, what made him amazing was that we all know that that's going on, but it's hard for us to change it. And he gave us that blueprint to like, look, I get it. However, it's a better life out there. And if we fucking come together, y'all can still bang. You can be blood and cuz it is what it is. But at the end of the day, let's get this money together. True. And I, it is crazy. It took such a uh, impactful passing to take place for even truces. Exactly. That yeah. we hadn't like seen. Real truce. We hadn't seen. Be, I real think the last. Truce. I think the <laughs> last. Truce, I think the last real truce we saw. We were in high school, and that was only between maybe all but two hoods. Yeah. Not every single hood the way it happened. Yeah. So I was like, man, the last time we were all on one accord was probably years right after the whole drive-by yeah. area in the early nineties. Yep. Then it, it spiked the up again. One. Yeah, so I was like, man, that's even mind-blowing within itself. God just, you know, praying that that lasts and don't take no crazy stuff now that the summer's coming to heat up. But at the same time, it's like, man, if it took one dude to at least get the ball rolling, I know Nip up there kicking it like, hey, man, it was worth it. If it's going to spark that kind of change, even if it's slow change, the fact remains is that the ball is moving in the right direction. Now it's going to take all of us as a community, all of us that have the right intent far as our mindset and our our personal goals to keep it moving. That's all it's going to take. But, you know, it, it just takes one to lead a few that then end up leading many. So I think it's going to be hard, though, and... Again, not not to throw negative shit out there, but you know me, I got to put every scenario on the table. It's going to be hard, bro, because if you think about it, let's just say anybody, let's just say 25 and over. 
this is best talking about the niggas that that been in the hood for a minute. They been shot at, they been they been in jail, they didn't been beat up, they tired of that shit. Like, look, I'm trying to move forward, get this money. They more 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 than likely they got kids. These young dudes, on the other hand, we gotta look at it from their perspective and why it's gonna be hard for them to change. They 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 saw a dude that again we all thought was untouchable. We all mm-hmm. had that mindset. Yeah. So if we thought they was untouchable as grown men, imagine what an eighteen year old was thinking. They thought he was Superman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Bullshit, they got, I thought he was Superman too. However, with that being said, he was taken away from it by his own hood. So in his as, own hood, exactly. <laughs> as an 18 year old, you looking at that like, damn, he did everything he could. He bust his ass. He did this, that, and the other. However, bro, still gone for real. Man. It, it makes it makes that territory unsafe. Exactly. So, so. as an 18 year old, I'm walking around. I'm like, fuck that. I still got to handle my business. So yep. again. I'm looking at it from from the whole former gang member lifestyle, but I'm also looking at it from the outside in, especially fucking living and working in Orange County now. I'm looking at it from a different perspective. We can make it out, but it's gonna be hard as hell to break that chain. And I'm the shit is not gonna change overnight. It's still gonna be the same thing as LA has always been since LA was freaking created. Mm-hmm. But we can continue to take steps. And that's yeah. key. We got to take steps. A lot of dudes trying to get up and sprint. Fuck that. It's a marathon for a reason. Let's keep on taking these steps forward. We're going to lose a few along the way. This may sound crazy, but there is no success without sacrifice. Yeah. And I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to take everybody to do a little bit to keep it yes. keep it going forward. Like, even in the sense of us just recently, within the past couple of days, losing somebody else that shed light on the community, John Singleton. Mm-hmm. Oh, he he yes. put it out there. In in a whereas Nip put it out there in the music form, he put it out there in the visual form. Yeah, yeah. And it's gonna take, it's gonna take music. It's gonna take movies. It's gonna take t- television. It's gonna take radio. It's gonna take active involvement in the community to keep putting it and bringing it to the forefront of people's minds. That way, we don't forget about it. Because the moment everybody forgets about it as a whole, we're not gonna do nothing about it. Yeah. We're gonna be like, oh well, Nip gone. We're gonna celebrate him. Only remember it, you know, once every year, either on his birthday or the day of his passing. And we be like, you know what, uh, Nip, this, this, that, feel some type of way for a couple of days, and then sit on our hands and feet. And we yeah. can't do that yeah. if we expect change and we want change for the next generations to come, and even the current generation that's living it out now. I think we're going in a far as what Nip was doing, like far as like the black community. And the younger people, from say twenty five to forty, mm-hmm. yeah. I think we're going in the right way. There's more black business owners. There's more entrepreneurship. There's there's things like this right here. Uh, you know what I mean? We're going in that direction. This you gotta think, man. I'm gonna put this out here. Some of y'all probably don't know. Nip was about to open up a, a resort in Las Vegas, like. Uh, like that, that, yeah, game that, banger, you know, yeah. ex game banger or still affiliated person, you know, even thinking that big. Yeah, yeah exactly. That he's going to open up a, a low income housing. Yeah, I mean things like that. Like, I mean, he was on a, on a different level, but he's done things that that even shit. They ain't even they don't even let some of your multi million billionaire dudes true in to do so. Yeah. I mean, I just kind of do the good. True. But yeah, man, like I said in my question of the day, you know, it's a process to everything. So, you know, hopefully this process continues and what will make this process continue is how we hold up through adversity because there is going to be some sort of adversity. Oh, yeah. 
you know, so hopefully our community stands strong to keep this marathon going. So TMC, the marathon continues. What is one thing that we can do within ourselves as individuals with what we're doing to continue his message of continuing our own marathon? I would say if it's one thing that we can do or one thing me personally, because I only can speak for myself in most situations, I think it's stay true to yourself. Um, if I take anything amongst all the things I've taken away from Nip and that I'm still learning about Nip to this very day is that he remained true to himself. Yeah. He wasn't afraid to still give you the smarts and be like, hey, it's okay with being smart. It's, a, it, it's accepted to be smart. It's okay to know what you know and still be okay knowing that you don't know everything at the same time. Mm -hmm. So being true to yourself, that's what I take home the most because I believe – a lot of times we get in the routine of life and we kind of lose a sense of self at various points of time. We become so ingrained with work, family, school, or whatever we're doing that that becomes our only, what, three to five labels that we have where we got to realize, no, we more than that. Let me find out who I am, what I'm passionate about, what I love to do, what makes me happy, what brings me peace and all that. So Even knowing the, about the bad things about yourself. Yeah. If, if Nip taught us anything um, other than being true, it's about, hey, knowing that, hey, sometimes I don't feel motivated, but I still got to do it. Yeah. He had that motivation in his yeah. tone. and It wasn't from a place of being braggadocious, like I know everything. It was like, no, nah, man, I'm on this grind. Look how long it took for the masses to know who Nip was. I'm here to yeah. learn. Nip was in the game 10 plus years rapping yeah. Yeah. and just had his quote unquote big break to the larger know that. the larger society. Yeah. And it was like, nah, because I stayed true, true to myself. I stayed on my hustle. I stayed on my grind. I didn't take no handouts from nobody. I did it on my own. So yeah. again, for me, if I take anything is just remain true to yourself and never get sidetracked stay on your grind because being true to who you are is going to take you further than conforming to anything else ever will 110 yeah. I'm, I'm i'm shit the same as you, to be <laughs> yeah. with you. Man. however i'm gonna add on to it like one one big thing for me and just because i didn't been through fucking hell and back i, I could use football for example nigga Oh my God! From high school to the JC route to torn ACLs, MCLs, all kind of shit. Scholarships been taken away. to been been around the world. So, with that being said, one thing Nip not he didn't necessarily teach me. He more so reassured me, made me like, all right, I'm doing this shit right. Learn how to take your lumps, take your mm -hmm. L's. Yeah. Enjoy your L's. A lot yeah. of motherfuckers take them L's and they fold. Which is or okay. fall off. Yeah, I, I can't get mad at nobody for for taking a few few blows to the chin and falling. You feel me? Like it is what it is. Like I've been knocked out before, so shit, yeah. I get it. But that's life, bro. You gonna you gonna you gonna get them L's. You gonna get a lot of them, especially if you doing what you love. You gonna catch some L's. However, in every L, there's a fucking E, as he said. Experience, motherfucker. Yep. Like you gonna, you gonna learn something from it. You gotta find that silver lining. You gotta understand that it's a silver lining in every negative in life. There's mm -hmm. something positive in it. You just gotta take a step back, clear the smoke out the way, and look at it. So there's one thing he taught me is staying tall, no matter if it's a positive or negative. Stay true to who the fuck you are, whether it's a positive or negative, mm -hmm. and keep on grinding, whether it's a positive or negative. Because anything easy is not worth having, and anything worth having is not gonna come easy.
So keep pushing forward. So I respect the crib for that because it's not it's not a lot. I know I know a lot of OGs that's from a lot of hoods and they not they not preaching take them L's and keep pushing forward. The, the same old, same old. Yeah. I mean, you take that L, how you gonna correct that exactly. L? Exactly. And sometimes it right it's there, not the right way. it ain't it right. <laughs> sometimes you can just take a L right there five minutes ago. And five minutes later, ain't the time for you to correct that L. It's it may nine. be five years long exactly. down the line. Exactly. Like, nah, exactly. it's a setup no. for a comeback. Like, yes. nah. There's, there's, I mean, yes, there's a such thing as a negative. But for me personally, there's no such thing as a negative. Because at the end of it all, yes, there's something in that. Whether you realize that moment or five years from now, there's something in that that's teaching you something. No. Just shut the fuck up and look at the big picture. You feel me? Like, keep on pushing towards what you want. I've, I've always tell people, like, be stubborn with your damn dreams. Whatever that goal is... I don't give a fuck if it's your mom, your dad, yeah. your boyfriend, your sister, your brother, your auntie, your worst enemy. Don't nobody, well, nobody should be able to push you off of whatever your goal may be. And his goal was to get, as crazy may have been, like he said, if I die today, the hood know. I spoke yeah. and I put the niggas on. So with that being said, his goal was to do that and bro did it. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, and he, he accomplished his goal. And even without, even without taking account into account what he actually did while he was alive, his death alone man put the, the city on the map. Yeah, it, 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 bro. Hey, sold out in ten minutes, bro. Bro, yeah. last person uh, from the community, Jackson? not our community per se, but from the the black community was Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. and and so many people have passed since since Michael Jackson. We had Whitney Houston. We have yeah. all kind of people. Bro, man, going to that funeral, man. I'll. I, was, I toughed it out. I toughed it out. I, to be hunted with you, to be hunted with you, I toughed it out because, like I said earlier, you know, energy is contagious. So I felt pain. And to be honest with you, I haven't felt that much pain since my pops passed. And just knowing the impact that my dad had on me and just knowing the impact that Nip had on me was with music, kind of hit me in a, in, a, in, a, in a different way. But I, I played it tough because, you know, my lady was with me and... Pro was with me, so I played it tough, so I kept quiet. I was silent the Man. whole time. But on the inside, my emotions was all over the place, you know what I'm saying? But one thing I learned from Nip, I seen an interview of his. He wanted to quit rap, but he stuck with it. That says to me, you know, he always worked for what he wanted, and that's the biggest thing for me. I think uh, another thing with him, uh, just to kind of, not just his individual was uh how he looked out for his team man and how his team looked out for him yeah uh, so like black sam adam fats all them dudes uh people really don't know man black sam is his older brother's really like the, the brain yeah man, he is he's, he even though nipsey nipsey's very intelligent and he is he's a strong brain as well but sam uh sam had it. sam sam's still that dude man and and, and uh you know, I was listening to a Nipsey interview. He was talking about why he didn't sign with MMG. And he said, uh, he said, man, I couldn't take that away from my team. He said, I could have yeah. signed a deal with MMG. I could have came out. But he said, I wasn't going to take that away from my team, man. He said, and uh, that's just to speak on what kind of, like, group he had around him. And uh, I eat, we all eat. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. And uh, even if that took, even, it, and it did, it took him an extra two or three years to come out with that first album. But... Hey, it was it was well worth it because everybody else got to eat off of it. Um, so, 
I just, I, I, what I took from it is just, man, you guys have a strong team for whatever which you want to do because you're not going to get through shit by yourself. Yeah. That ain't, that ain't going to work. Because, man, it, and it goes into that, that that Frank Sinatra song. They play it at the, uh, the service. Hell, shit was hella oh, sad. I almost cried. Damn. Because, man, for me, because that week of of the service, I was in training in uh, Frisco, Texas. So I took it took me through a whole different range of emotions. I'm seeing everybody back home and – it was like it was kind of a part of me that was selfish because I'm like, dang, I'm not there with the city. I'm not there, you know, grieving and all that. But beyond that, I just had my own moments to myself. So I'm watching actual service on title on my iPad while I'm in training. I don't know how I was able to pull it off and saw it from beginning to end, but I, I did. No affiliation title. But <laughs> 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 you know, you know, I'm not, no shameless plug, but you know. Uh, but yeah, I'm watching the live stream of the service and like they kick, well, they, they play that Frank Sinatra song about him doing it his way. And it dawned, dawned on me, I was like, hey man, Nipsey didn't do it how nobody told him to do it. Yeah, he, did he did it his, his own way. way. Like way. from beginning that to the end. Crib, the whole way through. Like <laughs> nope, <laughs> nobody gave him a handout. No studium walked him to his level of success. Like He built he his did, studio. Exactly. Not only that, he's one of the very last people that I can think of off the top of my head right now that did it the traditional way at a time when digital sales had started happening. Think about Nip selling the the marathon CDs and all them old the streets uh, bullets ain't got no names volumes yeah. out of the trunk of his awesome car boy, at a time when digital music was at his at his peak taking yeah. off yeah. like he was doing the old school hustle in the new school so like he did it his own way that just dawned on me I was like man every move that I visually saw him make was his own way man y'all know what pissed me off I'm sorry to change topics it pisses me off when the motherfucker ah okay I lied. I'm not gonna say it pisses me off. It sort of, kind of bothers me, and it is. I guess it's kind of selfish of me, just just being an LA City kid. But motherfuckers, that's not from the city. Speak on it. Yeah, now, they don't any, know. Anybody can speak on it. I'm not taking that from people. I'm, I'm not saying that that people can't have a relationship, can't have feelings. I'm not saying it at all. However, I feel like there there's a limit to it. Yeah. Is it's only so much you, you can speak on when you're not from it, because especially. Especially if you moved away from it. Yeah, like people don't people don't don't understand the impact that it had on us as individuals, as a community, or whatever it may, or just as young African American men, they don't understand that. And, and so many people are like, oh man, it's sad, or I don't I don't get it. I don't know who he was, whatever it may have been. It's like that's fine, that's dandy, but respect it. Yeah, you feel me? Like respect who he was because who he was and what he was doing was something bigger than what me and whoever that, that other person may have been yeah. at that moment is doing in life. Yeah. So, I, I get a little angry when motherfuckers say certain stuff and it's, and it's kind of off the wall. And y'all know me, I my temper in my mouth sometimes. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how to hold my fucking tongue. Yeah, because yeah, that, even, that, even, that tripped me out the other day because most of the people that is or that are saying anything remotely negative in relation to the situation are the ones that still trying to drag it out and say it's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. yeah. Like, Perfect. come on, man. Perfect. Nobody, yeah, that, that, nobody that from the little, town. That whole little time, that bothered me. Like, come on. And it's, st it's still somewhat bothering me because, like, most of the people I see 
say that or make that statement are people on the outskirts or people that's nowhere remotely even no close idea. to California exactly. and spreading that and keeping that circulating out there. It's people in other places that's like, like, oh man, rest in peace, Nip. Like, for instance, they, they got the obituary and it's like, if you from where you got the obituary, I get it. You know, if you from San Francisco, you didn't go to the funeral, you got the obituary, you talking Bro. about rest in peace, Nip. If you don't kill that noise, it's, it's okay if you probably listen to Victory Lap. Yeah. Great. Yeah. But if you can't hold a conversation with me about something, the the marathon or something that came out in the 06s and the 07s and the 08s, we can't have that conversation, yeah. bro. Like, I, I don't want to talk about You was just Lap. introduced. Yeah, like, I get it. Yeah, you you a fan. Yeah, like, let's get deep into this shit. Let's, let's talk about the music that motherfuckers didn't want to play on the radio. You know what? Yeah. And that, uh, huh. Perfect example or perfect scenario of that, to some degree, is Tupac. Yeah. Reason why is because by us being born and raised in that era on the West Coast, we knew who Tupac was, yeah. we know his music, mm -hmm. but and we had a connection of our own vicariously through our bigs, our, our yeah. parents, our older siblings, our older cousins and family members and friends. But it's still that connection that we don't have with Pac to where we can't speak yeah. to his level of intelligence at the time. Where we now, Nip, we seen it. We should. Nip was only three years older than us, yeah. so we in that same generation with him. Like he's speaking to everything we're seeing, or he's speaking to everything that he's hearing us say on the streets. To yeah. where, like, with a Pac, it's still somewhat of a disconnect. No matter how hard we still ride with Pac, twenty some odd years later, and I think that it it just it's just sad that you have a lot of clout chasers and a lot of people that are mourning Nipsey Hussle, but mourning him from a sense of just associating themselves with his death, because they think it's the thing to do. They think it's, oh, oh it's cool to post Nipsey Hussle day in, day out. Yeah. Now, if you do that, it's plenty of people that's grieving that's been posting him since the day he left this earth. There's nothing wrong with that. Just have a reason behind but it. But yeah, it's a you genuine can, reason. Yeah, a genuine it's a lot reason. of people that you can clearly see through what they're saying, what they're writing and all that. It's like, no, you're only doing that to, to fit in. Yeah. And that's what I, I pressed, hope people don't like, I continue to do. I pressed the shit out of Lil' Cud. Like, hold on. Watch your tone, little fella. Just because <laughs> it's like, and again, I, I didn't mean to. I didn't want to come off wrong. However, not only him being in seventh grade, but him being from Orange County and him being white in Orange County. The comment he made, I had to check myself and say, Raymond, it's a kid. But in my head, I'm like, it's a kid that's very ignorant to the situation. And if I don't say nothing, the next motherfucker he say something to might not take it the same way. Yeah. So it's yeah. my job to now educate him. Because if he say something to a nigga that, that, that didn't grow and he still got the L.A. mindset, he might get popped in the mouth. Yeah. So I kind of... I kind of had to take a step back, but my instinct was to just let him have it. But then mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't get mad at him for not knowing. Yeah. You feel me? Like, I can't get mad. He, like, he, his mind is only as far as his, his exactly. parameters he of his community. about what he sees. Exactly. So I'm like, I can't get mad. Media. So my goal is to educate so that you don't say nothing foolish the next time, even though I didn't like that comment. Mark, no, I, I, this is a question, and it's kind of, it's, it's on topic, but it's off topic. Um, and we can make this quick. Um... Now with Tupac, you think we would have felt more of his impact and death if he if that happened in the age of social media? I think that's well, a good question. Well, I don't you, know. You in the age? Okay, this is what I got to say about social media, and this is a conversation within itself. But real quick, social media is the best, worst invention ever. And the reason why I say that is this: for example, Nipsey Hussle's death. 
or even with the situation with Tupac. Anybody who dies, you're going to have a lot of genuineness displayed, but you're going to have a tons more of clout chasing and stuff that's blown out of proportion. Meaning in which you're going to have people, oh my God, Tupac was my everything, da da da, and people running off their own personal stories, making it about themselves. So to say that if Tupac's death would have had a more of a uh, social media impact this day, I think it would have. And it would have been more on just like some negative or some negative or some cloud chasing type stuff. So yeah, I think it. I think it would have. No, I think it would have too. I mean, it, only thing about Tupac, Tupac didn't have like a. Uh, Tupac wasn't in L.A. Crib. He'd have he, a, he'd have a headquarters. People forget bro. that. Yeah, yeah. true. He was from L.A. He, he, he was transplanted here. Yeah, yeah. 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 Have a head, but I mean, he talked what what Nipsey did is what. Tupac talked, talked about. about. Yeah. It, it's, but then again, Tupac died way younger than Nip, and Nip had an interview that about true. that. He was like, hey, Pac died at what, 20, 20 25? 25. Yeah. 25. What that motherfucker accomplished by 25, this may sound crazy, career wise, Nip ain't got there yet at 33. That's yeah. true. And, and it's, like the, it's like the reverse of their careers. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Pac accomplished a lot in a shorter span in his career. But Nip. Had a bigger impact in the community. Yes, like just yeah. seven more years I mean, on this earth. Maybe Pac would have maybe opened up something. And, or and Pac was getting there. Yeah. yeah. By the end, by the end of Pac's life, he was about to turn that, that corner, true. and it was he just was cut. Only 20, yeah. 25. But he was getting held back though. He oh yeah. Held back from though, different from, angles. From, from Hot Dog of Death Row. Yeah. yeah exactly. And that, that's where Nip. Was smart, and again, he'll pay homage to Pac. Like that motherfucker taught me a lot, even though he wasn't here. Yeah. Bro knew better. Like I gotta do this shit myself, and I gotta yeah. do it this yeah. fucking way if I really want to make an impact and keep this money here another, and reinvest it into the city. That's so another, that's another subject. Yeah, man, cause, yeah. huh? Because I'm about man. to start going. Because yeah. <laughs> that, hey, because that music game is tricky, especially around that time with Pac. But yeah, I think Pac. I think Pac. Honestly, it's like the perfect assist by Pac without hindsight because. Pac took it as far as he did, and Pac, one of his famous quotes, at least if I can spark the mind of the next person, which yep. Dipsy Hustle being a product of that that change, right. one of many, not saying he was the only one, he took it from where Pac left it and took it a step further. Yep. Now yep. it's going to be that next that next group of people or that next person in line, hey, let me take it from where Nip did. And that's why it goes back to what we were saying earlier. We just got to keep that ball rolling. Yeah. No matter if it take 20 years between Pac's passing and Nip now, it's like, hey, we getting that ball growing in the right, rolling in the right direction. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, just take a day, a day at a time. We can't change the world in one day, even though it's it, it, we would love to. It didn't take seven to build it. it, it man, it took seven days to build. It yeah. took seven days to build it, so we're not gonna change it in that same amount of time. Oh, exactly. sir. You know, everything about Nipsey and what he done impacted all our lives. And we are very appreciative of him and the music. And we can all attest to what he's done for us. And we're still grieving in our own way. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's always Neighborhood Nip. And we forever appreciate you. And rest in peace, man. Neighborhood. For real. As us individuals, and especially with this Day One podcast, we will continue this marathon and be able to connect with the world and connect with people to to keep preaching that word of, of fighting through adversity and keep pushing through 
you know, the hard times, whatever way we can to where, you know, we can keep this thing going. So, yeah, man, because yeah. what I realized growing up, just to wrap it up, man, everybody's journey is difficult. It's just everybody's journey isn't the same. And mm -hmm. as long as we mindful of that, we can always be able to show compassion to one another. We may not be able to relate all the way 100% across the board, but if we can at least meet a person halfway and be able to sympathize with them, take into account what they're going through, knowing where they came from, then we can help them and direct them in the way they need yeah. to go or the person they need to see that's going to take them to the next level from there. Yeah. Most so and, and that's one thing that he preached and that's another thing that I'm going to carry out in my own life is just make sure that before it's all said and done for me personally that I do as much as I can and leave an impact therefore my little ones and my family members and those that are in my community my personal community can say hey Cam did this now let me take it from here and yeah. I think that's all that that I don't want to say that's all life's about but that's a major that's component of life, yeah. leaving something behind for those behind you to take it further. And I think that Nip was one of the perfect examples of that. Not to say he was all perfect, but hey, man, he came he came close to, you know, showing us the 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 ways of life yeah. um, from just being in the same trenches that most of us grew up in and making it out and not forgetting about it at the same time. As my grandfather always said, we all in the same picture, just a different pose. So true. No matter what, we all gonna go through the same shit. It's gonna be different levels. And with that being said, each one teach one. I've been through it. I'm not gonna tell you what to do. I'm gonna share my experience with you. You're gonna take the negatives and the positive. You're gonna take that lesson yourself and you're gonna experience life for yourself. Because again, we all gonna experience it at a different level, but we all gonna experience the same stuff. So with that being said, it's all about sharing our experiences and, and talk about what we've been through not telling somebody how to live their life because at the end you can't tell nobody how to live that because their reality is different than what yours was yeah. but you can damn sure give them insight on what reality is going to give them and hopefully they take the message and they're able to actually take those negatives or those positive whatever it may have been and make their experience a little better than what yours may have been so if there's anything bro was speaking at and shit, if my grandfather said it, then it must be right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and more importantly, if and we share those experience, we got to make sure that we continue to lead by example as well. Oh, that yeah. part. So, um, uh, this is like a a, a, a trial run. Yeah, a trial run. Preseason. But, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, this is this started from an idea that came about and, you know, and everything came full circle real fast. And we already done a lot to where we flew to Portland to be able to be a part of an event at the Oregon State University. Shout out Oregon State. Man. Yeah, shout out Oregon State and, um, and everyone equality, there. Baby. Black equality, black equity. Um, you know, to, to be a part of those events to where it kind of like gave us momentum into this first episode. Any um, topics y'all got, please drop them. Let us know what y'all yeah, man. Saying. Whatever y'all going through in life, please let us know because again, we all going through the same thing. So don't be shy. Don't try and hold back. Don't be, don't second guess it. Don't be complacent with anything. I don't care how crazy your topic may be. I don't care if it may hurt somebody's feelings at the end of the day. It only hurt them because it's true. We're going to so, talk about it. Exactly. By all means, please shoot. Let, let us know. And we'll hopefully hit that topic if it's juicy enough. Man, just, yeah. I would say uh, come to the social media at Day One's Podcast. That's D A Y. 
the number one S podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Follow up, stay connected. You know, again, like he said, any questions or any topics y'all want us to take a stab at, just drop it in the inbox, leave a comment on the post, anything. Just stay connected, stay stay in the loop. We always posting stuff on there. We're going to start trying to post more, you know, just interact. But, yeah, man, first run, we did it, man. First podcast. Yeah. That part. A lot of editing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, thank you guys for joining Day One Podcast. Once again, you are here with Raymond Carter, Cameron Collins, Daniel Prothro, and Raymond Eli. And thank you for taking time to listen to us. And we look forward to the second episode. And hope everyone have a good day. And always remember, never let a hard time humble us. Yeah. Ever. <laughs>